Welcome to the Professional DNA Podcast. Hi, my name is Tarika Wheeler, your career and work-life strategist, project management leader, speaker, and the founder and CEO of T. Wheeler Strategic Solutions, a career development and consulting company. It is my mission to help high-achieving professionals just like you discover their defined natural abilities to succeed, navigate the workplace, make more money, and do so without sacrificing your work-life harmony. Here's the thing. Each week, we will have real conversations, and I'm going to share practical strategies that you could use to help level up in your career, no matter where you are in your professional journey. So let's get this thing started so you can use what you got to get what you want. And what are you going to use? Your professional DNA, your defined natural abilities to succeed. You guys ready? Let's go. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of the Professional DNA Podcast. How are you guys? I hope you've had a great week. I'm really excited, as always, to jump into this week's episode because I think that it's really important that we start to be a bit more strategic about our day to day. Yeah, a bit more strategic. And this is going to be a two-part episode. So this is part one, grab your notebooks. You guys know the deal. Make sure that you're taking notes. And then we're going to bring this all together in the following episode for part two. But for this one, I really want to dig into one of the areas that I believe impacts us or holds us back, if you will, from being strategic. And you've heard me talk about being strategic and the importance of having a strategy, having a real plan and approach for how you are going to achieve your goals and achieve the success that you want to see, not just in your career or in your business, but also just in life as a whole. But we have to start with this really important topic, and it is around the spaces of imposter syndrome and confidence. I know we hear imposter syndrome a lot. We see it a lot. It's on social media. How do you prevent imposter syndrome? How do you tackle imposter syndrome? How do you build up your confidence, et cetera? And I think that it's it's all great. And there's a ton of really good information. The challenge that I see when this topic is being discussed is how do you actually do it? How do you actually tackle it and tackle it in a real way that's going to position you to be strategic and sustain getting imposter syndrome and lack of self-confidence out of the way? So today's episode, How to Ditch Imposter Syndrome and Increase Your Confidence, is one that is near and dear to me. You know, when we think about imposter syndrome, there's so many definitions that are out there. And so I want to dig into that definition today. And then I want to share with you just a few things that I believe that you can do, four of them to be exact, to help you not only ditch imposter syndrome, but start to build up your confidence. It's almost impossible. And I don't even like that word because the word possible is in the word impossible. But it honestly is almost impossible for you to be strategic and design a strategy for how you want to, you know, achieve the success that you desire and deserve and you define in your life if you're experiencing imposter syndrome and lack of self-confidence, because you're going to lack that drive that you need. You're going to lack that push that you need in order to not only design that strategy, but to execute on it. You might be saying, yeah, Tarika, I got it. I live that. Well, that's why you're listening today, because we are going to tap into what you can actually do. So I want to start off with a question. What are your greatest achievements? What are the 
accomplishments that you have had in life that you would note as your greatest achievements. Think about that. I'm going to give you a couple of seconds. I wish there was some music to play in the background, but there's not. But think about that. What are some of your greatest achievements? If you're struggling with even creating that list, this episode is definitely for you. If you're struggling with creating that list, if you can think of a couple of things, but even as you're thinking about them, you're questioning, were those really your achievements? Were you really the one who actually made that happen? Or were you just a part of it? This episode is for you as well. Do you actually feel proud of those achievements that you're thinking about? Or do you kind of feel like you're a fraud, like you're just waiting for someone to uncover that you actually were not the one to make all of this happen? What about when you get raises or promotions? Do those bring you joy and you're super excited? I mean, not just because you're making more money, but like the idea of the fact that you are being compensated at a higher level because of your skill sets and your capabilities and the things that you're bringing to the table? Or do you just kind of chalk it up to, I'm I'm lucky, well, this is what the company always does. Well, yeah, I guess I did do a couple of great things this year. Sure. I mean, of course, I, I guess I should get a raise, but nothing special. If any of that resonates with you, I would argue to say that you may have a bit of imposter syndrome that's going on and some lack of confidence. It actually could go a little bit deeper and you can relate to it maybe as, or refer to it maybe as inadequacy and self-doubt. Inadequacy and self-doubt is actually more common than you know, more common than you would even think. And to be honest with you, it's something that is experienced by some of the highest achievers highest performers ever. If you just read a couple of blogs or articles, you'll see that there are top entertainers, professional athletes, celebrities at all levels who would say that they struggle with imposter syndrome, that they struggle with standing in front of hundreds of thousands of people and really believing that they deserve the applause, they deserve the recognition, they deserve the promotion, they deserve the award. That might be you. And if you're feeling that way, it's almost impossible to be strategic. It's almost impossible to develop a plan because oftentimes you might not even feel that you're worthy of developing the plan, that you even need this plan to move things forward. So I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's real. And it's something that if we actually begin to tap into and recognize and be honest with ourselves that we need to address it, we can actually ditch imposter syndrome for good. We can help ourselves from a prevention standpoint. So I'm not going to say that the thoughts are not going to come back, but you can have the tools to combat it and ditch it and move it away if we really just think differently about ourselves, if we look differently at our achievements and our accomplishments, you are not a fraud. You are not a fraud. I had to tell myself that actually once, guys, looking in the mirror, and I can go back a couple of years and just thinking about times where I achieved success, whether if it be at work or 
even I can think recently, like in my business, and I had to remind myself, Trika, you are not a fraud. You are the real deal. You are that girl. I had to do that. And it wasn't easy to accept it. It actually took some time. I'll be honest with you. It took weeks. It took months in some instances for me to truly believe that the accomplishments that I had, the achievements that I were making, that I deserved those. And not only did I deserve them, but I could actually celebrate them with confidence and not thinking that I'm a fraud, not thinking that, oh my gosh, somebody's going to find out, you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm actually not who I'm standing before you and, and, and promoting or sharing that I am. There's nothing that others will find out about you. There, there's no big aha moment that they're going to be, ah, I got you. Ah, I got him. Oh, I got her. No, you are skillful. You are intelligent. You are brave. You are strong. You are capable. You are all of those things. But just because I'm saying them doesn't make it real for you. And I know that. And I know that because I experience that as well. People will tell me, you know, oh my gosh, Tarika, you are amazing. You are so smart wow, you did an incredible job. Look at what you've been able to do for our company. This is fantastic. Look look at what you were able to present. Oh my gosh, you speak so well. I'm like, eh, thank, thank you. <laughs> you know, the humble thank you that comes out that really in your head, you're like, yeah, okay, right, sure. That's real. That imposter syndrome that leads to the lack of self-confidence is real. And so I want to talk about how we get rid of it. How do we get rid of it and really begin to build up your self-confidence so you can start designing the career and the life you want to live? I really do think of our careers and the, the income that we bring in from them or our businesses and the income that we bring in from those. I think it's a tool. I think it's a tool that we have to utilize to design what we really want in life overall right? Not just in the hours of nine to five or, you know, as we think about the typical quote unquote work day or whatever your work day may look like. I want you to think bigger than that. Ultimately, like where do I want to be in 10 years? Where do I want to be in 20 years? What is the life that I desire and I deserve and that I know I can design? But in order to get to that place and to feel that empowered about your life, about your career, about what you know you can do within your business or your home, we have got to ditch imposter syndrome and we have to build up our self-confidence. So what is imposter syndrome exactly, right? Let's, let's tap into that definition, at least in how I interpret it after reading so many different definitions of imposter syndrome. It's the feeling that you don't deserve your success. Right? Because as high achievers and high performers, we're successful. Like, let's be clear, we're successful. And I don't care if you're making $80,000 a year or multiple six figures. As a high achiever, someone who is constantly looking to ascend and advance, as a high performer, knowing that you are consistently delivering and performing well, rather if you believe it or not, but somebody else does. You don't actually believe, you don't feel, and I'm going to emphasize the word feel today. You don't feel that you actually deserve your success. You're actually convinced that your success is kind of like lucky, right? 
winner, winner, chicken dinner kind of lucky, like casino lucky. Like you're, it's like, it was good timing. I was in the right place at the right time. That's, that's why, that's, that's why I got the promotion. That's why I got the raise. That's why, you know, they're celebrating me because of, uh, because I was just in the right place at the right time. And I, I got lucky. Okay. So that's what I think about when we're defining imposter syndrome. Honestly, imposter syndrome oftentimes kind of, you know, sneaks in or sits in the shadows. It's sneaky, (laughs) right? Like one day you feel great. The next day you're like, who are you? Imposter syndrome kind of sits to the side, but it shows up in a lot of different types of situations. It may show up when you get a new job. It may show up when you get a promotion or a raise or you're starting a new business. It may show up, honestly, even when you become a new parent. Any, any working parents out there and you can think about when you had your first kiddo and you're like, what? Okay, this is great. Pregnancy was great. Baby showers were great. Everybody's excited. And then you're either the expected mother or, you know, the, the father or partner to be. And then it's like, oh my gosh, am I even going to be a good mom? Am I going to be a good dad? Am I going to be a good caregiver? Do I even know what I'm doing? What What is this? I'll never forget when I had my daughter. I don't know why I didn't experience this with my sons in particular, but I definitely experienced this with my daughter. And I was like, (laughs) look at me and kind of my life as a girl growing into a young lady, growing into a woman. Is that the kind of daughter that I want to raise? Like, I want her to be nothing like me. And I sat with that imposter syndrome for a while, as some would say I was a great mother, right? I, I, was, I was told that often by my husband, by my mother, my mother-in-laws, other women and individuals in our family and friends. But I questioned, could I raise the woman that I would want her to become? Because as I sat back and looked at my life, I felt like I was just one big fraud. Everybody is over here applauding and how amazing and wonderful I am. And I'm over here feeling inadequate and having self-doubt about if I can even, not about bringing a child into this world and raising a child. Like I felt like I was absolutely capable of doing that. I mean, heck, I had (laughs) had my son as a college student and he turned out to be fan, you know, pretty fantastic if he's listening. Hey, kiddo, pretty fantastic kid. But I had to really think about for myself, why did I feel that way? Why did I feel that way? And now here we are, 2023. I have a daughter who is graduating undergrad early and on her way to law school, who was a phenomenal young woman and young lady and has great core values and great strengths. But I doubted that I could be a part of that growth. Imposter syndrome shows up, guys, in so many different ways. Lack of self-confidence shows up in so many different ways. But I've learned that there are ways that we can actually ditch it and get rid of it. And I want to talk about that with you today. You guys ready? You're like, oh, I didn't know this was going to be this deep today. There's no way that we can actually take our careers, our businesses, our lives to another level or, you know, kind of pipe things up a notch 
if we're not real about how we are feeling when we actually achieve and accomplish things. You can't actually design and be strategic and develop a strategy and an action plan to move you forward to the vision that you have for your career or your life overall if you are not clear about how you are feeling every single day about yourself. It's like oil and water. It does not mix. Okay? So let's let's start let's start getting this thing to mix and feel a little bit more authentic and real and better because you're real. You're real. You're not a fraud. The things that you are achieving and experiencing every single day in your life, big and small, are real. And you deserve to experience those successes in a way where you feel good about yourself and not necessarily feeling like you're some fraud. So I want to offer four things to you, okay? Four. Quick and easy, four things. You ready? All right, let's do it. So number one is that I think you have to acknowledge your feelings. And you have to acknowledge not only your feelings, but why do you feel that way? What is it that is causing you to feel that way? And one of the things that I will offer to you, which I already know, I'm going to get an eye roll from some of you guys, but that's okay. Go with me. One of the things that I think that you really should explore doing is journaling. And I'm not saying you got to journal forever. I know some folks have like extreme phobias of journaling, mostly because they don't want somebody to find their journal to see like their deepest inner thoughts, right? I got you. I know. I have a whole secret to that. Hit me up. Send me an email. Info at yourprofessionaldna.com. I will let you know my secret to making sure that your journal stays with you, okay? Mine won't ever be found. (laughs) I'll just tell you that right now. But I've been journaling for years. Years years. I have to. It's so healing and therapeutic for me. It's because if I keep it all in my head, I will just be like, not a good person. Like I just, it's too much. I have to have an outlet to get it out. So when I don't talk to people about things, I write about them. So I encourage you to do that. But in particularly in this instance, I encourage you to journal your feelings and why you feel that way. And your feelings are valid, but I want you to realize that your feelings are They're not always your reality, right? The way you, quote unquote, as my air quotes that you cannot see, feel is not always the reality, right? So I, you know, can remember, I used to give presentations and talks all the time, whether if it was when I worked at the hospital or even just thinking about being a spokesperson and I was doing news interviews, I was speaking at conferences and and giving those presentations I, I just, people would come up to me like, oh, that was great. Thank you so much. Can I get your contact information? Or people would write into Fox News and literally say great things about the segment that I actually initiated and started back in Austin. They would say wonderful, amazing things. But for me, I was like, I mean, it was okay. I mean, I, I mean, I just said the talking points I was supposed to do. I just completed the presentation that I was supposed to complete. I mean, what's the big deal? That's honestly how I felt. I remember when I was actually published in a peer-reviewed journal along the side authors that were researchers, nurses, trauma surgeons, and people thought that was amazing. I had a whole CV before I even had a degree, guys. And I felt like such a fraud. 
And so I had to think about why do I feel that way? So I didn't acknowledge my feelings. And my why behind that was because I felt like I had not completed a circle for myself because I had not completed my degree. So it wasn't that I wasn't smart. It wasn't that I wasn't intelligent. It wasn't that I didn't have incredible things to offer for those journals and those articles or the presentations that I built or the speaking presentations that I had or the you know years worth of content that I was developing and curating to present on a uh, nationally kind of syndicated you know news station. It was more so because of how I felt about me. And I did not feel adequate. So I had to journal about those things and think about my why. And for me, my why went back to not having my degree. And so I had to take action on that. And the action that I took on that is I decided that I was going to go back to school as an adult in my early 30s. Went back to school, finished my degree, took a deep breath, and I felt better. So acknowledge your feelings and your why. Why do you feel the way you feel? Okay, that's number one. Let's do number two before we take a quick break. I want you to overcome perfectionism. Perfectionism is a heavy thing. Number one, nobody's perfect. I know we hear that. People say that all the time, but it's real. Nobody's perfect. Like you cannot achieve perfectionism. It is not about perfectionism or being perfect. It is about the progress and the process. So I want you to start being realistic about what you can achieve. And when you do achieve it, how you should actually feel about those achievements. Start setting realistic and challenging goals, but realistic and challenging goals that don't set you up to feel like you have to be perfect. Right? A part of perfectionism is that we don't believe that we can make a mistake. And when we make a mistake, we beat ourselves up. We beat ourselves up when we make a mistake. And so I want you to remember that a mistake is actually not the end. It doesn't mean that, you know, things are over and, oh my gosh, I've made a mistake. See, now they're going to know that I'm a fraud. I'm not as smart as they thought I was. I'm not as good or as efficient or as effective as they thought I was. They found out. No, a mistake is not the end. A mistake is a part of the process. Actually, believe it or not, a mistake can be the beginning of something new. A mistake could be the beginning of something new, okay? Also, I believe that a mistake is actually showing that you weren't afraid to take a risk. You stepped out there, you might've felt a little bit uneasy, but you weren't afraid to take a risk. So I want you to get to a place where we can start to overcome this idea that we have to be perfect because that is causing you to hold on to this issue with imposter syndrome. Because honestly, if you're trying to attain perfectionism, you are going to be a bit of a fraud because it's not something that you're going to be able to achieve. We can achieve excellence in everything that we do. It's something that my grandmother instilled in me, that everything that I pursue, everything that I go after and and look to achieve, that I should be doing it, trying to achieve excellence. But it doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. So I want you to think about that, okay? So those are the first two things. We're gonna take a quick break, come back, and we're gonna talk about the last two. Mull these two over. Mull these two over. Pause. 
think about it before you press play again. And then we're going to jump into three and four. We'll be right back. All right, guys, we're back and we're talking about how you can ditch imposter syndrome so that you can increase your confidence. And I hope you see that natural connection between how imposter syndrome absolutely has an impact on your confidence, because as you're thinking that you are not who you are portraying that you are, if you will, or you're thinking that you don't really deserve the success that you are achieving, of course, that's beating on your confidence. Of course, it's beating down on how you feel like you're able to press and move forward. So we just talked about the first two out of the four. One, making sure that you're acknowledging your feelings and why you feel that way. And again, I encourage you to really journal about those things and put them down so you can read them in black and white or whatever color you like to write in and challenge feelings to reality. And sometimes we just have to see it and look at it to help us challenge feelings versus reality. And then I want you to really remember that perfectionism is not the game. We got to overcome perfectionism. We have to be okay with not being perfect, but that we are striving for excellence in all that we do and knowing that it is okay to make a mistake. It's not the end. It could actually be the beginning. All right, let's di- let's let's uh, dive into three and four. So three is a big one. And I, I, this is another topic and things that I see on social. I even post about it as well. But it's one that we have got to be more serious and intentional about. And it's owning and celebrating your success. It's owning and celebrating your success. Again, a part of imposter syndrome is feeling like you don't deserve your success. But in order to own and celebrate your success, number one, you have to define it. What does success actually look like to you? What does success even mean? You know, people say, oh my gosh, I just want to be successful, right? There's like a whole song out there um, about being successful. Whole song. I believe, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about that. I was like, is that what that word says? No, it absolutely does, right? I think it's, uh, 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 goodness gracious, I think it's Drake's song. It's like, I just want to be, I just want to be successful. I think that's what that is. I think that's what that word is. Somebody will correct me and tell me if it's not. Send me a note and be like, "Mm -mm, that wasn't it, Tarika. (laughs) But I, I want you to think about owning and celebrating your success. So the first step in owning your success is that you actually have to believe that the achievements and the accomplishments that you are behind, you are actually performing and making these achievements and accomplishments happen. Own them and call them yours. Own them and call them yours. I did that. Some may say, well, it's kind of selfish. No, it's not. I actually, when I, when I work with my clients, especially those who are doing interview prep with me and they're looking to uh, prep for a you know, job interview or for those who are looking to you know, pitch their business, whatever it may be, we talk about that it's one thing to say we, because oftentimes we are working in a team, but when you're answering questions, they're not interviewing we, they're interviewing you. So if you cannot articulate your part, your piece, what you contributed, well, then we're not going to have a successful interview. 
because the person on the other end of the table or on the other end of the screen is interested in what you did. I need you to own your story. I need you to own all of that hard work that you're putting in every single day, but own it in a place of knowing that you have been successful and then celebrate it. Celebrate it. Celebrate the small wins and the big wins. I don't care if you buy yourself a cup of coffee. I don't care if you reward yourself by taking yourself out to dinner. I have a client that I she loves perfume bottles, like ornate perfume bottles. And when we did her VIP strategy day, a part of her action plan was building in how she was going to reward her progress and the successes and her achievements along the way. And we set a time frame in which she would purchase herself an ornate perfume bottle because it's something that she loved. She sees that as a luxury. She sees that as something that is special for her. It's not something she would do every day. Well, let's tie it to rewarding you for making progress and being successful. I was so excited so excited when she let me know that she recently got a promotion. And what did she do? She celebrated that because she owned and she celebrated her successes and did something nice for herself. You may say, Tariqa, I don't have time to do something nice for myself. I have bills. I have a mortgage. I have a lease. I have got kids. Like there's too many things going on in life. I don't have time to just go frivolously spin and celebrate my my successes that I don't even believe in success a success in the first place. That's the problem. The problem is, is that you are not being intentional about building up the confidence that you need to continue to achieve the goals that you want so you can get to the ultimate vision for your life. You have got to be intentional about owning and celebrating your success. It's not frivolous. It's called investing. And when you invest in yourself, it's one of the best investments that you can make. I'm not saying to go out and spend thousands of dollars. I'm saying to not just do nice things for yourself, but actually invest in yourself and celebrate your successes. You will be amazed at what that will do for building up your confidence and starting to ditch this imposter syndrome away. Because we don't buy frauds nice things. We don't invest in frauds. Who does that? That doesn't make sense. But we definitely invest in the real thing. We invest in things that we know we're going to get a good return. And your achievements, your accomplishments are a return on your investment, your time, your energy, your resources, the hard work that you put in every single day in your career, every single day at home in your household, every single day in your business, or all the above. So own that and celebrate it. And it will definitely start to get that little imposter syndrome off your shoulder and begin to build up your self-confidence. Don't believe me, try it try it. It's one thing when someone buys something for you, does something for you. That's nice. It's sweet. We appreciate it. We thank them. It's another thing when you do something for you or invest in yourself as a result of an achievement or an accomplishment that you have made. It feels different. It feels different and you'll remember it in a different way. 
and you will begin to start to own and celebrate your success, which will help you be strategic about your future. Remember, we're talking about getting to a place where we can be strategic and we can design the life that we want to live, right? But we can't get there if we can't even own and celebrate the successes that we're having right now in our present day. Make sense? You may say, well, Trika, yeah, okay, maybe I'm being successful, but I don't even like the success that I'm achieving. I don't like my job. I don't like my career. I don't like what's happening in my business right now. I don't like what's happening in my personal life. Well, then we have a whole nother conversation of what things do we need to assess and potentially remove, adjust, shift in our lives so that we can be proud and own and celebrate the successes that we are achieving. That's a different episode. <laughs> okay. But know that if you feel like, yes, Rika, I'm being, I'm, I've got great accomplishments. I have great achievements, but it's in a place where I don't even want to be. Okay. Well then let's pack our little selves up in a box and a bow and start looking for an exit strategy to get to where we do want to be so that you can be strategic about the return on the investment that you make in yourself. Because as you see those good returns, you now have a repeatable process that you can do to move forward to the bigger picture in what you wanna see. Guys, I need you to focus on the bigger picture. I need you to think not just in the moment, not just Monday through Saturday or Monday through Sunday. I need you to think about the bigger picture beyond this week, beyond this month, beyond this year. Where do you want to be in five and 10 years? And when you can start to do that now, and especially for those of us that are working parents and we have children, you need to model that for your kids. I don't want my kids thinking about today. I don't want my kids just thinking about next week. I want them thinking about who do you want to be in life? What impacts do you want to make? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to grow? But I got to model that for my kids. They have to see that in mom, right? So I want you to think about that. Think about that. All right, number four, last one, guys, last one. I need you to document your progress document your progress. You know, you guys, if you've been listening to the Professional DNA podcast for some time, you know that I work in the space of project management. I absolutely love the field and I utilize core principles of project management and strategic planning and even the way that I work with my clients, whether if it's working parents, entrepreneurs, parentpreneurs, companies, organizations, nonprofits, whatever it is, I leverage my project management and strategic planning skills to work with them to design strategies to help them increase their impact, their income, and to do so without sacrificing work-life harmony. And one of the things that I like to make sure that we are doing is documenting the progress. Let me tell you about documenting the progress. It's almost like creating a timeline. So in project management, we have schedules and timelines for everything, <laughs> everything, because a project has a beginning and an end, right? It's a moment in time. Projects are not ongoing, never ending. Then it's not a project. Okay. Projects have a defined beginning and a defined end. And as a project manager, I am, you know, responsible for keeping that project on schedule and meeting certain deliverables along the way, certain milestones I'm hitting along the way. So I am constantly documenting and reporting that progress to our project sponsors, our project stakeholders, et cetera. 
And then of course, I'm looking at that for myself so that I can see, am I being successful as the project manager for that particular project and or client? I want you to take that and think about how you can apply that to help you, one, ditch this imposter syndrome so you can, can build your confidence. If you are documenting your progress along the way, those are your receipts. Those are the facts. That's telling you right now that clearly I'm being successful because look at what I am achieving along the way. It's not about the destination all the time and the end result of the quote unquote, you know, achievement or accomplishment, but it is the progress. It's the process in which it took you to get there. Documenting that along the way should give you a visual of what you are achieving every month, every quarter, every year. I want you to document your progress. Because when you're documenting your progress, you can't argue with the facts. I have a dear colleague, I tell her all the time, what you she deals with, she deals in black and white. She deals in the facts. Love her to that. That like that is the deal. Like, dear, dear colleague and friend, and we talk about this all the time. Don't let people frustrate you. Don't let people take you to like we operate in the facts. She operates in the facts in black and white. If it ain't in the facts in black and white, she ain't trying to hear it. <laughs> Okay, I want you to think about that when it comes to the progress that you are making in life. You may say, oh, I should be so much further in my career right now. Okay, well, let's document the progress that you have made because clearly you've made some achievements and some accomplishments. Let's own and celebrate that, right? Because if you can own and celebrate that and know that you've made great progress, then you can say, okay, well, what was I doing that allowed me to make this progress to date? So that I can repeat that over and over again. And not only repeat it, but I might even add some additional skills, add some additional capabilities to that to get me to that next level. We got to think differently. We have to shift our mindset about success. And the only way you can shift your mindset and even your relationship with the word success is that you have to own it, celebrate it, and document the progress along the way. The best way for you to defeat and ditch imposter syndrome is to put the facts against your feelings. I wish you guys could see my hands right now. <laughs> to put the facts against your feelings. I can feel a way, but tell, what's the fact? What's actually happening? What has happened? You see what I'm saying? Guys, I know that you can get rid of imposter syndrome. Is it easy? No. Most great things in life are not. But is it feasible? Yes, absolutely. If you will stay committed and dedicated to the process and stay committed and dedicated to the vision and the dream that you have for your life, it's possible. So this is part one. This is part one. This is part one. I, I couldn't even dig into the strategy side which that's gonna be on part two, is how do we start to design that strategy for our lives? Because we had to start with step one. And step one is that we gotta get rid of imposter syndrome and lack of self-confidence. Because we gotta be ready, like game-changing ready to move forward. You guys ready? I am, 
I'm ready. I'm ready for you. I'm ready for you to take your career, to take your business, to take your life to another level. I'm ready for you to realize that you have everything you need inside of you. Guys, what is it called? Your professional DNA, your defined natural abilities to succeed. You are creative. You are bold. You are discerning. You are strategic. You're a critical thinker. You're a planner. You're funny. All of these different attributes that you have that you can leverage for your achievements, your accomplishments, and your success. But you got to believe that you are not a fraud and everything that you have inside of you is real. And when you can begin to do that and use these four things that I've shared with you today, we're going to be ready to start designing the strategy to get you to the life that you desire, that you deserve, that you crave, that you, that you know that you deserve. Okay. You guys know how I feel about you. You know, you guys should be able to recite this at this point. You have everything inside of you to be what? Your best and unique self. That is your professional DNA, your defined natural abilities to succeed, to be successful, but you got to own it. You got to celebrate it. You got to document that progress. Acknowledge how you feel challenge those feelings with reality and stop trying to be perfect. You got this guys. Part two coming up. Have a good week. Thank you for tuning in to the professional DNA podcast. Don't forget guys, sharing is caring. Be sure to share this episode with a colleague, a friend, or just the random person that you see next to you after you finish listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to write a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more information about career strategies, resources, info about trainings, upcoming events, etc., 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 please be sure to sign up for the Achiever newsletter for hygiene professionals just like you. The link's in the show notes. Until next week, don't forget, guys, you have everything inside of you to be your best and unique self. And what is that? Your professional DNA. See you later.